Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, what's up guys? It's a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, I'm Solo, Adam Hunter. I'm here uh, with Dr. Anna Marie. Uh, I am... I'm sorry, I screwed up, guys. Today, uh, if you're listening, I was I was an hour and a half late to work uh, because I have no excuse. And now T-Rex isn't here or Ellenberger. Uh, I just got back from Canada yesterday, and uh, I flew in. I had a layover, a six-hour layover in Vancouver. My my my, I'm all screwed up because of time. I was up late watching the UFC, uh, New Zealand. I'm blaming it on that because I was up till six a.m. watching that, and that, and then I just, I've just, you know what, I took. I got off Ambien. I finally got off Ambien, and uh, I had an Ambien addiction, and I had to wean myself off it. And then last night, I was up till five o'clock in the morning preparing for this podcast, and I couldn't sleep. So I took, I got one of those one of those Z those Z things that you get uh, from the I don't know Rite Aid. I took it, and then I just woke up. Eight hours later, I, I, I was screaming, yelling at myself. All my laundry isn't even dry. I'm supposed to drive to Vegas in five hours, and my stuff is is completely wet. And then I was pulling in here, and I, I like I have to leave a note because I nipped someone's car in this parking lot as as I was pulling in. So I have to leave a note saying I'm sorry, so now my insurance is going to go up. And uh, and 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 I have our our best guest in here right now, who is listening to me like I'm looking at me like I'm a complete idiot and a complete maniac. And I have this great job. I got this. Great Great job with Fox Sports. They're paying me to talk about MMA, and I come late to a noon show. Uh, so, just so you know, that's it's pathetic. It's completely pathetic, and I take full responsibility. It's all my fault. Uh, we have Hector Lombard and Baroni. I don't even know if Baroni knows that he's on the show today, so he might be okay. Um, I have an angry Cuban uh, in Hector Lombard who's probably waiting by his phone wanting to kill me. That's the last guy I want to kill me. It's just one of those things. I've had a tough week, people. Uh, not really a tough week, but being in Calgary, I had this girl that I picked up. Uh, the girl that I like came over. We had fun. But now we're in this, like, I've been dating for two weeks, so I don't know if I should be faithful because we have no real commitment and it's only two weeks. And this other girl came to the show, these four girls, and, and then I hung out with one of them and she told me she was going to give the give me the best BJ ever, but she didn't. She, she was t- Then she was on her period and I said, I, I have I have red sheets, it's totally cool. And and, and nothing happened. And then I, so I just got teased. I got teased till four o'clock in the morning uh, and then... I don't know. It was just one of those things where, you know, you know, women are crazy. Uh, that's the whole point of the podcast so far. Women are nuts. It was going to be, I'm, I'm rambling. But anyway, so I was up late a couple nights trying to get some booty. That didn't happen, which is good because, I, you know, it, ladies, if a guy tells you that you're the only guy he's sleeping with, it means, the only girl he's sleeping with, it means he's, he's in a, a slump. That was a joke I wrote. And then, and then last night I'm on Twitter posting jokes and I'm being attacked now by some guy I'm not even going to say saying, oh, your jokes aren't funny. Great. You know what? 40,000 people like my things on Twitter. You don't. Leave me alone. Leave me alone to the people that I want to. Anyway. All right. So, Dr. Anna Maria, how are you? I'm very good. Thank Th- you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, I apologize for my state of disarray, but I had to clear my mind and uh, get it out. 
Do you feel better now? No, I actually, <laughs> that didn't even go as well as it did in my head on the way over here as I was practicing that, thinking, oh, it's okay, I'm late, but I'll make up for it by having a really funny rant, and it wasn't even that funny. So how are you doing? I'm doing good, and I did not do all of those things, but I had one daughter that moved from Palo Alto to Santa Monica this week, and then right after that, two days later, another daughter got married no, congratulations. in Las Vegas, so we had Rhonda come and be the bartender, because we like to have well-qualified help, and... Then my other daughter's in the national games in soccer. No way. Yes, that's in Torrance starting today. So I dropped her off, and then we're going to pick her up. She's even (laughs) going to miss the last game because she's going to fly to Las Vegas and watch her big sister win on Saturday. She is. That's that's awesome. You you know what? You're you're, – I was reading about you last night. Uh, I, I, know, I know about you from TV, you know, and I think I think you came off a lot harder on TV than you actually are in written person. I could just tell that you're you're a real sweetheart. You, you you've raised what four like championship daughters in some ways, correct? I have four amazing daughters. Four amazing daughters. Now uh, I don't have any kids that I know of, but uh, let's say I do have daughters one day. What's what's the secret to to raising a? Cha- have you ever thought about writing a book? I, well, I wrote a book on judo. I wrote a book called Winning on the Ground about mat work and how to win at judo and a lot of arm bars. And what about raising dog? I, I want to have a Ronda Rousey one day uh, <laughs> as a daughter. What's well, You know, I run three companies. So in my spare time when I'm not teaching biostatistics or epidemiology or making educational games, I did think about at some point getting around to writing a book on parenting. And I really think one of the biggest things in all seriousness is learning to give up what you want now for what you want most that lots of people would like to be a world champion. They'd like to get into NYU. They'd like a lot of things, but they're not willing to give up sitting on the couch watching Vampire Diaries for it. <laughs> right. So that's the thing that you mostly instilled in your, in your, your daughter. I mean, is it true, though, that you, that you would wake Rhonda up with arm bars? That's not, that's not true, right? No, that, it's completely true. That's true. So she was sleeping. And then you put her in an arm bar, and then she woke up and had to, had to defend it? Yes, I would wake her up, or she'd be sitting on the couch watching TV, you know, sitting on the floor, and I would sneak up behind her and sl- slip in a choke and say, always be ready. <laughs> That's insane. My judo coach used to do the same thing to me. I, I, he actually was engaged to one of my very best friends, who was a bridesmaid when I married Rhonda's dad. And yeah, I would go and stay up at Jimmy and Don's house on the weekends, because I was an engineer in San Diego, and I was training for the world team. And... Yes, 7 a.m., and I'm so not a morning person. (laughs) And Jimmy would knock on the door to the guest bedroom, and Don would run in, and he'd say, give me 50 of those Jujigatamis, which is an arm bar, right? Right and left. And I would just feel, I'm going to kill you both. Were you ever concerned that your kid might grow up to be a serial killer or something by, by doing this? Like, what if it well, went so wrong? so far they haven't. No, no, so far so good. And, and uh, you, you know, you, you've done a great job of parenting. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing, actually. It's amazing how, how close your family, how close your family is, too. Like, how Rhonda is such a good, big older sister. Is there pressure from the younger daughter, though, to have a daughter like Rhonda Rousey, Rhonda Rousey? Is there like a, Marsha, 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 is everything about Rhonda? That- I don't think so. In fact, one of Julia's friends was over one time, and she said it must be really great to have a famous big sister. I wish I had a famous big sister. And Julia said to her very seriously, why don't you wish you were famous yourself? And, yeah, I think Julia has different interests. She, she likes to hang out with Rhonda because she's her big sister and she's cool. But she plays soccer. She likes that. She's a really good student. So Julia, I think, has a pretty good sense of her own self. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, re- it's remarkable. 
uh, how uh, how cool uh, how cool of a family you have, and I, I I really respect Ronda. I liked, although I have to say, Ronda was a lot easier to get to before she became this big star. As far as uh, getting back to me on Twitter, uh, but um, now is, is is there a little bit of um, worry for you that fame might go to Ronda's head a little too much, and that she might become too much of a? Because uh, I mean, when you have people all day long telling you how great you are, and sometimes you know. There is that always that fear of you see people that are fame guests of their head become these huge stars and then it's is there a way are you a little worried about that at all? I was worried about it more earlier. I think she's a little bit older and a little more mature now. And also, we one of the advantages I think she has is we have a we do have a really close family. Like at, at her sister's wedding, there are about thirty people there, so it's a really small wedding, and. Rhonda's bartending and nobody's saying, oh, let me get a picture with you because, you know, they're Jen's friends she met in fifth and sixth grade and her friends she met in high school and her cousin. And so it's all kind of like, well, I would like this kind of drink. <laughs> so I think that's very good for her. There are times when I am not so comfortable with some of the people around all the time saying, oh, you're so great, you're so great, you're so great. And I told her some of those people are just creepy. They're just polite stalkers. You should get rid of them. But she just rolls her eyes like most people do when their mother's No, I mean, that's, and you know, that's got to be a, let's, let's say a guy wanted to date Rhonda. Did they have to go through you first? She's not old enough to date. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I've heard differently, but um, let's say, let's say a guy, uh, seriously, because I know that there's sometimes like you have to get permission from like the father and, 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 and you're, you're, the, you're the, 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 the parent in the house. Uh, do, uh, like, let's say, let's say I wanted to go out with Rhonda. Do I have to go, does the mom have to like you? Well, she would probably, all the girls, I think, if they're serious about somebody, would bring them over to the house, which I think men do too. You know, when Jennifer, the one that just got married, when they were pretty serious, you know, he bought her a plane ticket and they flew back to Vermont to meet his folks. And I think if you're serious about somebody, you want your family to like them. And if everybody in your family hates them, that's generally a clue. <laughs> that's a good, that's, that's good. That's true. That's true. Very well said. Now, you yourself were the first woman's judo champion in the world. The first U.S. How does a girl get into judo back? Uh, I was. I was. I know how old you are. That's I'm not going right. to say how old you are. I don't mind. I don't okay. mind. So you're 56. 55. So 55. I'm almost 56. Though. 55. So back when you were in your early, I think you started at 13 years old. I was reading. That's 12. 12. How do you start when you're 12 years old into judo? How does how does that happen? You know, people have asked me that so many times. I should make up a really good lie. Yeah. But the truth is I was a short, fat little kid that wore really thick glasses and spent all my time sitting in my room eating and reading books. And my brothers called me Stumpy because I was built like a, like a little tree stump. And my mother said, you cannot do this your whole life. And she put me in the car and she drove to the YMCA and she opened the door and pushed me out and said, join something. And back then, that was before Title IX. So lots of sports just said, we don't have girls. And my three choices were I could do swimming, which if you're a fat little kid, you don't want to wear a swimsuit. And I could do track, which if you're a short, fat little kid, you don't really run very fast. And I could do judo because the judo instructor allowed girls to do it. This is, you know, it's so different than today where they could say, well, we just don't allow girls in here. And he had a sister who had wanted to do it. And by the time I started, she was a black belt. So he allowed girls, and I was real short, so I was hard to get underneath and get leverage. And I was real fat, so I was hard to push over. It's like a little dorm room refrigerator, if you can imagine trying to throw one of those. So I was good at it right away. And I had three brothers, so I could fight. Right. So do you, do, you, do you wish that there was MMA now, there was a UFC now for you to join? Um, no, because 
I'm the exact opposite. I think of lots and lots of people in sports that they retire from a sport and then they go into something related to that and, you know, go into sports casting or something. And I retired from competition and went and got a PhD and specialized in applied statistics and started a group of technology companies. So it's not like if MMA had been there, I would have gone into that as a career. I mean, judo was something I liked to do. It was fun. I had a great time. And then I went and did something else. No, it's remarkable. And I read that you went to Japan yes. when you were 18. And then became, I really was up looking at this stuff. <laughs> you went to Japan and then you actually studied under this like great Japanese master judo person, right? And that Asawa, was, yeah. yeah. Which I didn't even know he was really famous. I mean, I went to Waseda University because I didn't have any money. And my university had an exchange program with Japan where they basically exchanged bodies. Like two people from Washington University could go to Waseda and two people from Waseda could go to WashU. And it's a really famous school. It's kind of like the Yale of Japan. And Osawa is one of the most famous judo instructors in the world. But yeah, I was just an 18-year-old kid. And it was the only place I could afford to get to. And I went there and stayed for a year because I couldn't afford to fly back and forth. Now, are, are you part Native American? Not at all. No. Not at all. No, my family's from Venezuela. Venezuela. I mean, they came, my but grandparents you, but you, came but you, But you do this thing where you teach, you help people on, on like reservations? Yes. Yeah. I ended up, when I got my PhD, I was in North Dakota and they needed somebody to do work on the reservations. And I said, I am Latina from Los Angeles. No one knows less about North Dakota Native Americans than me. And they said, you won't be prejudiced, which is true. And I met some people there and started doing grant writing. We have a company that does educational games to teach math. I was, it's sort of like if you're going through the woods and you're attacked by wolves and you're a little kid and you can only hit a wolf about every five times. So how many arrows do you need if there's seven wolves? And if you had the wrong number of arrows, what would happen? Well, you would get eaten by wolves. And so in our game, that's what happened. Get the wrong math problem, you die. And then there's a little story that plays about the Sioux beliefs in afterlife. So you learn social studies, you learn math, and and it's fun. That's nice of you. You're such a nice this is a good person. What, what, I mean, do you have dead bodies somewhere or something? What's the... <laughs> You've never really pissed me off or you wouldn't think that. Wow, that's, yeah, I, I could tell that you're tough. You do, you do seem a little tough. Now, are, now you're, you're on your third marriage. Are you still married? Or are you yes, divorced? Okay, yes. so th- is this it? Is this, are you done getting married? Or? Yeah, I think so. He, okay. he, he's a pretty good guy. He he's, has enormous patience. Really? Yes. And then all the, all the girls like him, or were they, were they judging him at first? Or? Well, no, actually it was funny because Maria was away at, at track camp when the girls first met him. And we, so we came from North Dakota to visit because I had met him several times, but the girls never had because I didn't want them to, you know, after their father passed away, I didn't want him to meet this guy and they get attached to him and meet that guy and then they get attached to him. So yeah, I was pretty serious about Dennis. So I said, well, I guess it's time for you to meet my kids. And Mario was at track camp and I could tell from the other end of the phone that she's asking Rhonda, you know, what's this guy like? And Rhonda is just a little thing. She can't speak that well. And she says, He's a keeper, Maria. Oh, that's He's nice. He's a real keeper. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. That's, yeah. that's it's good. She, she, Rhonda. The like, thing about Rhonda is that I do jokes about Rhonda all the time. I would say things like, if, like, you know, if her fight goes to the ground, so will my pants, and you know, like stuff like that. They're just jokes, just jokes, just jokes, you know. And and she uh, hit me up on Twitter saying, "You make me laugh all the time. Thank you." She's got a really good sense of humor. And, she does, and she, I'm just so you know, my, my parents aren't on the ground when she's talking. She, just, they're just jokes. I'm a, I'm a comedian. <laughs> just, just to get to. I understand it. the concept. Of okay, all right. Thank you very much. Uh, now, 
I remember when she, with Misha Tate, she wouldn't shake Misha's hand, and I, I think that she did herself a big disservice there. I mean, obviously not because she's in twelve movies and has her own TV show, so obviously she still people people still want to see her. Hollywood is, loves her, but I think that that like I know that I coach wrestling for little kids. I've been doing it for eight years. I coach guys and girls wrestling over in, in uh, Brentwood, and you know, and I always tell the kids shake your opponent's hand no matter what they do. And she said that Misha insulted her family. Do you know what she's ta- what is she talking about? Um, I actually went out to the Ultimate Fighter show, and I told Rhonda when I was there, I will take that girl out in the parking lot and beat her ass myself. She was so rude and so disrespectful, and what they did not show, I couldn't do reality TV. I could not. I couldn't have done it for three weeks. I said I would have punched everybody out, including the crew, and left. And it was stuff like, do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah. And do you ever have, like... One of them, like, just pick on you and do stuff and do stuff and do stuff. And then, you know, you do something like punch him back. And, they and they're up. like, Mom! And you get in trouble. I, I I've know the, yeah, yeah, of course. Imagine doing that for 12 weeks. Right. And they only show the part where you punch them. And it was pretty much like that, that Misha would constantly be doing stuff to needle Rhonda. And then they wouldn't show any of that part. And they'd show Rhonda saying, fuck you, Misha. And it was just really, really set up to be that way. And I told her. I'll punch her out myself. <laughs> you know, you want something? I mean, we make computer games. I'm sure I could talk to one of our animators and there'll be things of Misha having sex with any animal you want by tonight <laughs> on YouTube. And Rhonda said, no, Mom, I gave Dana my word. I gave Dana my word that we would not like get any physical fist fights on the set. We wouldn't do this. And even if she doesn't keep her word, I'm keeping her. But what did she do to the family? Like when she just, did she something, did something about you? Did I mean, I think she you? was just constantly saying disrespectful things to people and leaving around, you know, nasty little notes and just stuff like that. Yeah. So a little, yeah, it, it did I'm, seem like that. It, it did, it did seem like like there was more to meet the eye. And you know, you know, me, I, we've had Misha on the show before, and she is very, you know, she's very stubborn, and very a little bit like, I don't want to do this, that, or other thing. And then I could see why. I, I, I'm just saying that I could see, you know, why she, you know, I, I, I've always been a Ronda Rousey fan. I've always like liked Ronda, you know, and and I and I do feel like she was a little portrayed. But at the same time, you have to know that if someone keeps nudging you mm-hmm. and, and then you nudge back, it's going to be shown. So mm-hmm. there probably was maybe a better way for her to handle the ultimate fighter as far as like, because I think that she came across, she didn't come across well at all. And 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 when I met Rhonda and people that I know that know Rhonda say that that's not really her. Well, like I said, from the little bit, the few days that I was there, it's so you could follow Mother Teresa around, <laughs> all right, all day long. And at some point, Mother Teresa probably said, enough with the lepers already. Can't we just have somebody with a cold for once? And if you only showed that part and underneath showed a little thing, you know, Mother Teresa hates lepers. Think about yourself. I'm sure you're a very nice guy. But think about whatever the worst thing is you might do this week. Or whatever the dumbest thing is. If somebody follows you around 24-7 and they take the 30 minutes of the worst things you do in the whole week and put them together, you can look like the biggest ass. No, I was on Last Comic saying, and they did that. Like They would say things like, are you ready to, are you, are, are, are you, are you ready to uh, have a uh, whatever? And I'd be like, yes. And then when they showed me, they, they closed with the clip, it was like they just edited out me saying yes and had a think of me like very upset and right. then that was the reaction so I know exactly how reality TV works and I, I know exactly what you're saying um, you know and, and it shows that Ronda Rousey it just seemed like Misha and Ronda were just that was the girl that really got her under like she, with Sarah McMahon she wasn't like that or with you know Alexis uh, with uh, Sarah Kaufman she was a very good sport and very you know mm-hmm. so I mean with Alexis Davis you don't see the same type of Ronda Rousey it just seems that Misha Tate was the one person that really got under Ronda's skin 
you know, and that's, everyone has that. Everyone has that one person that can get to you. You know, I know I do. Um, who is it? Who, who gets to me? Uh, uh, right now it's Jeremy Botter uh, on, uh, on, on, uh, on Twitter. For some reason, this guy, keeps, I don't even know this guy. I don't know who it is. Some guy who writes for Bleacher Report, which is a website that I like, but the guy keeps coming at me on, on, on Twitter for some reason. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, he, he works for Fox Sports? Oh, oh maybe because I work for, yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, I have no idea who this guy is. All he wants to do is tell me how unfunny my jokes are and how much I suck and how much this. And how I'm, I'm like, I wrote a joke last night. Like, Ronda Rousey said it's hard to have big boobs and be a fighter, but Roy Nelson disagrees. Uh, yeah, so, so, <laughs> that's so, pretty funny. Uh, right, Ronda's mom is laughing at this, right? But he's like, that's a horrible joke. And, you know, people call me sexist or massage. And I'm like, really? It's like, it's gotten to the point where comedy, that's why I like Canada. When I was in Canada, Canadians and Australians laugh at everything. They don't get offended by anything. And, and I understand, I know, there are jokes that are offensive. Everyone, there are If you do a joke about 9-11, a minute after 9-11 happened, right. I'd be like, come on. I'm from right. New York. That, that's right. not cool. Like the Boston bombing thing. Like Jezelnik, who I like Jezelnik, it was a little inappropriate. Was I offended? No. I could see how people were offended. But people, are, what, was I calling for his job? Like people are like, oh, you know, they want to go after your jobs now, especially Americans. They, 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 if you make a joke that they don't like, they don't look at the intent, which is to make someone laugh. They look at like, oh, you're sexist. It's got to the point where you have to clear who you're making fun of now before you make fun of. And it's, it's, got, it's ridiculous. So uh, anyway. Well, my answer to people like that is always, dear person on the internet whom I've never met, as much as it pains me that I have lost your respect, oh, wait, I don't care. And then I go on with life. <laughs> you're a very strong woman. I'm not as strong as you. Okay, I, you, you are an extremely strong woman. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty strong guy. I, you know, but, but you're a very, it takes a lot. Like, I've been doing comedy 15 years. 15 years of standing up, my, and I can't tell you how many times I've bombed because I, I, I've, I've lost count. I've lost count of how many people didn't laugh. But, you know, it take, for me, I have to just keep going, keep moving forward. I think that's that's the key to everything. Right. Well, I mean, I make, I make computer games, and always there's things that don't come out exactly the way you wanted them to, or it looked way better in my brain than <laughs> did once I programmed it, or there's stuff that you think is obvious that you should click there, but it is not obvious. I mean, there, everybody has that, and then you just do it again. And, you know, that whole saying where people say, oh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's another day, and you try again. <sighs> Yeah, and that's, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. Now, uh, we got to talk about Cyborg, because uh, I know a lot of people are saying that Rhonda is ducking Cyborg. Personally, Cyborg never made the weight. You know, it shouldn't be up to the champ to go up a weight to fight the person, you know, have her make weight first. She did get caught, you know, cheating. Uh, but at the same time, let's assume that Rhonda gets past Alexis Davis, which is not going to be an easy task. The girl's a two-time black belt and a tough girl. Uh, how do you see this fight going? Do you see that Ronda should move up? What are your thoughts on Cyborg? What do you think about Cyborg saying she, Ronda's ducking her? Well, I'm a statistician, so I don't believe a lot in coincidence. And I noticed that within probably 48 hours after the UFC announcing they're going to do out-of-competition testing, that this Santos woman wants out of her UFC contract. And, you know, Dana White said it made no sense that she could have fought an Invicta and still kept her contract. She could have... So to me, that was pretty much a red flag that she was still doing the drugs and she wanted out of her contract. So that you have a contract and you give it up and then you say, oh, I want to fight her. Well, why didn't you keep the contract you had? And then the other thing where she said, oh, I want to have children someday. Okay. I had four children. I had one of them while I was competing. I fought at 48 kilos. During the actual competition, you had a kid? I had Maria in September and I won the U.S. Open at the end of October. Wow. So, 
Did you go down four weight classes? I, mean, I actually won the U.S. Nationals and the U.S. Open at 48 kilos, and then I moved up two weight divisions and won the U.S. Open again. So that notion that you can't cut weight and it will somehow impair your ability to be a mother is absolutely false. And I can tell you that from absolute, complete personal experience. What happens, and this may be more biology than you want to know, but if you have a low percentage of body fat, it's difficult to get pregnant. Because, you know, think about biologically, evolutionarily, there's a reason for that. You want to get pregnant, you go and you chow down on a few cheesecakes and you put on another, you know, 3 4% body fat and you will be able, you will start ovulating again. So, oh, no, it's completely, completely false. Go on, go on, go on. So, you know, all of her reasons or, you know, non-reasons for, for pulling out of the UFC for not making the weight were totally bogus. So, you know, you got pop cheated, you quit, you got out of your contract when they announced drug testing, and then you claim Rhonda's ducking you and she should move up and wait and she should do this and she should do this to fight me. And nobody ever asked, why should she do all this? Why shouldn't you, the person that got out of their contract, the person that made up some bogus thing about I'll die if I make weight, you know, like I said, I cut down to 48 kilos and I'm very much not dead. Yeah. So... You're the one that had all these excuses. So how is she ducking you? And then she fights some woman that hasn't fought in five years and gets beat. And then they talk about Ronda fighting Gina Carano. But that Carano was a different wall. Uh, and all due respect, that girl was the best Muay Thai person in the world in a Muay Thai fight. Right. But she hadn't fought in five years, correct? I don't know. Oh, well, I, I just read on the internet, so therefore it must be true, right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just oh. know that she fought the number one girl in Muay Thai, in Muay Thai, which was a, a mistake. I think that's a disrespect to, to Muay Thai. If it, like, mm-hmm. look, I mean, if you're the number one person in in boxing you're, and you're an MMA person, why go fight the number one boxer in the world? It's just disrespectful to that craft, that art form, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I understand what you're saying. Look, I think that I would love to see Ronda versus Cyborg. I think Ronda wins this fight, especially. Oh hell yes! You know, <laughs> at 135, especially. But also, I think that um, you know. This is sort of a same topic, different. You know, when, these people that are, take steroids or to take, like, look at Chael Sonnen, okay? Perfect example of a guy who just got busted with human growth hormones and, and IPOs and, you know, whatever he was taking, EPO, IPO, EPO. Uh, you know, Chael Sonnen is a, a great fighter. And I, I spoke to Chael a couple nights ago. I had a long talk with Chael. Chael didn't need to take, he, he had been on testosterone for so long, uh, legally. And then when he had to take get off testosterone, he flipped out. He's, he has to fight Vitor Belfort. Or, and, and mentally, he thought, I'm never going to be as good off testosterone. And that is, it's the mental aspect of the sport. I remember in high school wrestling, there was a kid I beat 12 to 3. And then the next week, he beat me 12 to 3. Was I better? No, it was, it's so mental. MMA is so mental. And, and when you start taking these drugs and get off these drugs, in my opinion, you're never the same fighter. Um, let's look at, okay, Josh Barnett has never really uh, uh, fought to the level that he did. Maybe he didn't strike for us, but after he got, he, he, he uh, got, had gotten busted for, for tip for, you know, banned substances. Um, uh, uh, Vitor Belfort, we, 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 you know, we don't know how he's going to be without testosterone. A lot of these guys, it's like, I think that they, they're, they, they're getting, they got a mental advantage. They think they have to take it. They get off of it. And then they, they start to doubt themselves. And that, that self-doubt kills you. Uh, and I think it, it, and I, I wonder how if, if that's going to happen with Cyborg. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And I think there's two things. One is, if you're taking steroids, what it, it, why you're doing it is because you believe you can't win without it. 
Because if you thought you could win without it, what would be the point of taking it and maybe <laughs> failing a drug test, right? So you believe you can't, you can't win without it and you quit taking it. So yes, psychologically you have that thing. And then you may have a record, but you know if you've been taking it all that time. So that's tainted too. And so I think she's got a disadvantage in that. And the other thing is I've known Rhonda since the day she was born. And that child is motivated by spite. And she holds a grudge. If Cyborg has any sense at all, no matter how much money they offer her, I would duck Rhonda. Well, I wouldn't because I'm crazy. But um, yeah, because Rhonda will break her arm in half. Yeah, she, and, and now Rhonda she rec- holds a grudge. Now Rhonda recently said, this is actually a question from Kirk from the underground, that she could beat any girl in jiu-jitsu. Uh, she said she could beat any girl in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Gabby Garcia uh, took her up on that offer. I don't know if you guys know Gabby Garcia. I think she weighs about 230. She was Vanderlei Silva's, that woman next to Vanderlei Silva. Yeah. She she's wants to take, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair fight, but do you believe that Rhonda could beat any girl in the world in jiu-jitsu? Yes. And... One of the things about jiu-jitsu versus judo, and I've actually written a lot about this, jiu-jitsu and judo have different rules. And the thing about judo players and mat work, it's kind of like that poem by Longfellow about the little girl with a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. And when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. Most judo players are horrid at mat work. And if you judge judo players' mat work by the average judo player, you'll think any jiu-jitsu player could beat any judo player. Because most in judo, you can win by throwing somebody, you know, bam, right at the beginning, onset of the match. And many people focus on that. In judo, they only give you a few seconds to secure a technique, and then they stand you up. But the people who are good have mastered that transition in the air, many of them. And in jiu-jitsu, you don't have to do that. It's a different set of rules. And so it's not disrespectful to people in judo to say they play by a different set of rules. And if you learn by that way, it's not always to your advantage if you played somebody that, that came up by a diff, by not the same set of rules as you. If you came up where you had to always, your whole life, be able to knock off a submission within a matter of seconds or show progress within a matter of seconds, then you're going to have an advantage over people who have had the leisure of taking their time. Now, in jiu-jitsu, you might say, and accurately so, that it's probably more representative of a real fight. In a real fight, they don't make you stand up every three seconds. But if you've trained that way, when you compete against somebody in jiu-jitsu, if you're good, you have an advantage. So, all right, so you're standing by Rhonda's claims. Because yes. a lot of jiu-jitsu world, like gold medals and world athletes are, are want to take her up on that offer. And they want to fight her in metamorphosis or, or you know, grapple her in that. And, you know. Well, she may do that. I don't know. Rhonda has a pretty full dance card. But I will say, when I started competing, there were no weight divisions for women. And that's why, and I was 103 pounds. And that's one of the reasons I got really good at arm bars. Because if somebody is 100 pounds heavier than you, you're an idiot to try and lift them up, right? <laughs> right? But if we get down on the ground and I can jump on your arm, it doesn't take that much to bend back, do a back bend on it, and you're done. So I think if you're really good at arm bars and chokes also, then it it offsets some of the size advantage. But yeah, I, you know, a lot of those things too. I mean, Rhonda has to be intelligent in the choices that she makes because she has a huge number of options now from movies to this person wants yeah. to fight or that now, person Now, do you get worried, though? Like, Because I know sometimes you see it with like like my buddy Mayhem Miller, who, a great fighter, and then he was on Bully Beatdown and, and he started getting into that Hollywood bug. And uh, I, I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to pair Ronda to Mayhem for obvious reasons, but there are like times where athletes get too involved in Hollywood 
And if you if I'm doing movies and she's doing Entourage and Fast and the Furious, and I heard she has her own TV show coming out where she's going to star on a TV show, and, and this, do you get worried that a girl who she goes up against a girl who's just training, you know, who's doing nothing but training, is going to beat her because she's distracted and has all these things on her plate? No. And I, I have always thought that idea that you could do nothing but train was not completely true. When, when It really irritated me when I see a lot of Olympic-level athletes say, oh, you have to give me money because I can't train. Because you know, I was an industrial engineer and a single mom and won the world championships. You can do it. You can't train 12 hours a day. Your body will break down. You're a wise person. You cycle. You, And I don't mean cycling right, in the drug right, sense. Right. I mean that you train really hard for certain periods and then shortly before the fight you or whatever event it is you tend to taper off and let those little micro muscle tears heal up and then you have your event and then you take off a little bit and you know work on developing endurance or strength and you know and heal up and then you do it again and also when you train you get up in the morning and you work out for a couple of hours and then you go, you rest, do whatever you do, do some movies, do some interviews, go work out for a couple more hours, and rest again. You don't train six hours a day. It's like Jim Pedro Sr. said that that working out is like sex. If it takes you longer than two hours, you're not doing it right. Wow. Well, it's a good thing I've measured the four-minute workout. Um, <laughs> now, all right. So uh, we, we got I pretty much – now, okay, the last thing. Um, so Gina Carano. Which uh, I'm actually, in a way, happy she's not coming back. Because I think Ronda said he wants, she wanted to fight her next. And that fight would be huge, do huge numbers. But I think it would be a complete mismatch. Uh, because Ronda is so much, you know, she's been b- doing it. And she didn't take six years off. You can't take six years off or five years off or whatever years off and come back. What are your thoughts on Gina Carano? Well, that's what I was saying before about, and you, and you said it was an unfair comparison, but that, and I don't even know how you say it, that Muay Thai, Muay Thai, whatever, yeah. Muay Thai fight, yeah. that woman supposedly took five years off. Yeah. And she won. So I think it's very difficult to do from personal experience. You take a couple years off, it's, it's hard to come back. Um, you know, I did at one point, took a couple years off to go to graduate school and then came back and within a few months was number one in the U.S. again and, and winning international competitions. So... It's possible to do. I don't know enough about Gina Carano and the type of training she's been doing while she's laid off. If she's been going to the gym and training hard every day, then it's probably more feasible for her than if she's been, you know, sitting on the couch eating bonbon butts every right. day. And I have no idea. Um, I still think Ronda will beat her. Right. But how easy she will be to beat depends on what she's been doing in the intervening time. And I just really have no idea. And finally, do you, do you ever get nervous when you like when Ron is in there? I mean, how nervous do you get? But I know if I had a daughter and she's getting punched in the face, I would be scared shitless for her. I'd be, I would be, my heart would be racing. How nervous do you get as a mother while watching? Oh Rhonda? my god, I get nervous, so nervous. I was telling um, one of the kids that she used to do judo with. His dad comes to a lot of the fights, and I said, you know, I really don't drink that much. And he said, you always say that, but every time I see you, you're like two martinis in. <laughs> but I see you only see me at her fights, you know. Um, and the, the, so you get drunk during her fights? I usually have. Yeah, we have my company always has a tweet up like, yeah. before the fight. Which basically is because I'm always so nervous that I'm going to be drinking anyway. So our marketing person said, well, let's call it a tweet up and invite our customers and buy everybody wine. <laughs> well, are you nervous? Well, come on. You shouldn't be getting drunk during Rhonda's fights. You have to be, she needs you as far as full. She knows what to do. And, and you know, I, I always see those coaches, if you go to an event and they're telling the athlete, do this and do that and do this. 
I, I went to something years ago. I was fighting in the, the Olympic Festival, and the other woman's coach said, yo, I want you to do your tight I want you to do this, and I want you to do that. And he looks over at my coach, Jimmy Martin, and says, aren't you going to tell her to do anything? And Jimmy says, I have the last six months to tell her what to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would say that you shouldn't be... I mean, what if she loses? She's just not going to want to have a, a, a slosh mom to go home to. I mean, I, I would, if I were you, I would curb the curb the drinking. I mean, you don't need to get drunk. Well, then there. she'll just have to not lose. And, yeah. You know, the thing I really worry about is anything could happen. You know, you could trip on the cage going in and hit your head and get a concussion. Those are more the... Because I know she's trained, right? It's just more the little freak accident things that I worry about. All right. I, I, I would, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, it would hurt Rhonda more if she lost just because it would just devastate oh my her God. to lose. I, I mean, it's and not I, the physical what? thing. I know it, when she said she would die before she would give up, I mean, she meant it. It would just, she would just be devastated. So that's the thing I worry about. And how, how, does, now how does she deal mostly with all these annoying internet people, that all the haters for Rhonda? Um, does she read them or? Not really that much. I mean, one of the things that she says is whether you're paying to see me win or paying to see me lose, you're paying to see me. And thank you, anti-fans, for the money that, you know, let me buy my dog food this week. Now, what's the best way for me to go out with her? Because I, I think we make a cute couple. I, 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 I feel like you would approve of me. And uh, I, I think Ron, We have an actual job. So you I, have, know, I have a, a job. I'm, I'm funny. Okay, well, let's I'm, go. I'm okay, sorta, so you can go through the interview. I'm, okay, I'm sort of okay. handsome. You know, I, Did I was, you go to college? I went to three years of college. I went to SUNY Binghamton, which is a good school. Uh, and then Hofstra and then Hunter. I didn't actually finish <laughs> so college. You did three different colleges. <laughs> three different colleges. Didn't, didn't get a degree. Uh, but I, I've been doing comedy 15 years. Been around the world. Training. Have you been married before? No, never been okay, married. That's a good thing. Never married. Never. Do you, any, you don't have any extra children? No around? kids. Nope. Okay, no kids. Thing. I have two cats and a dog. Uh, so I. I'm you good. like dogs? I like dogs. Uh, and I think I, I would even try to hook up with her till the third date. I think that. I think that would be that would be good, right. That says no. I take a lot okay. more than three dates. More than three dates. Okay, so you have to. Do I, you want to get married and have children someday? Yes. Okay. okay. The never wanting to have children, I think, would be a deal breaker. No, I want to have kids. All right. Uh, um. I'll be very. I make her laugh. She may be. I mean, it's gonna be hard. Do I have to be able to beat her up? Because I, I feel like a guy has to be able to like beat up. Uh, not beat up, but like I'm not a big guy. There, that's it. she can like she can kick my ass. Do you Is weigh it? more than her? Yeah, well, one eighty five. Not that I, I would physically right. beat her up. I'm saying you want a guy to protect well, the woman. Well, but I, feel, I don't you know? think she would like a boyfriend that weighed less than her. You know? Yeah, like no, I'm like I'm were, about one seventy five. You know, like I'm sure the guy that's in the super lightweight is really cool, and I saw his baby on Twitter, who's just adorable. But still, I don't think Ronda would go out somebody. No, I'm like I'm, I'm like one seventy five. Uh, I you know I I coach kids wrestling. I've been around, I've been class. I've been around you the like world. Children. I like children, so Do I have your church? approval. I'm Jewish, but You're uh, Jewish. yeah, but I'm not religious though. So. <laughs> I'm like definitely willing to convert as long as I get in there. <laughs> no, but so no, so she had a boyfriend that was Jewish once, and he was evil. But you know what? We're not going to judge no, all no. Of the Jewish people in the world. Yeah, most, really most cool yeah, people. a lot of the Jews are employing her right now in Hollywood. Right. Uh, right. So, there's so, some really cool people that I know that are Jewish. Just Jews, not that one. The Jews are great, great people. I love the Jews. So um, yeah. So what what else do I do? I need it's just so I have your so you, you you would approve of me as a going out with Rhonda. I don't know if I would approve of you. I would disapprove of you less than some people. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I think, I think that's a good start. That's as close as you're going to get. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm better than some. That's good. I'm, I'm like, okay, so, so what do you think my percentage is chances of taking your daughter out? 60%? 70? 
I feel like we have a bond. I never actually I met her once, but and I asked her to help coach my my, my like kids, and she looked at me and she's like, I'm, I'm a little busy right now, but she's uh. 16? She likes kids. I would say five. I have a five percent. That's right. There is a chance. I like it. Five percent. That's good. But making her laugh is a big point in your favor. I'm so. in. I'm in. Well, well. Listen, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for. Do you want? Do you want to stay for the interviews? So far, the, uh, the Phil Baroni and H- H- Hector Lombard. You're more than welcome. Well, no, actually, uh, I have to because I have a real job. You have a real job. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. So, where can people find you? Um, Dr. Dr. Anne Maria on Twitter, and our company website is www.7, which is the number seven, generationgames.com. So you can kill things and get smarter. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you on the show. All right. So we have one of my favorite fighters in the world, one of the best fighters in, in the world, uh, Hector Lombard is with us. He uh, he just he recently got injured uh, with his fight versus Don Kim. Uh, how are you, Hector? How's everything going? Uh, right now, uh, not so good because uh, the injury that I'm suffering right now at the moment. But uh, besides that, I'm okay. What happened? Well, uh, I injured I injured my neck, kind of like. Uh, I went for a double leg, and uh, it's sort of like uh, I did basically a wrong move down there. And um, after I showed the double leg, and my my arm, uh, my arm shows up. I couldn't move my arm, so I lost I lost all the muscle of my left arm and my left chest and my left back. All that was gone. Man. Well, it's still going anyway. So, so how 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 long are you out for training for? I'm uh, being out of training for about uh, three weeks, I think. I believe. Damn, that sucks, man. Because I was really looking forward to that fight. You know, um, I, you I know. know everyone everyone was everyone was to be honest, but uh, what I can do. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you got to be healthy. I mean, it's 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 better than fighting injured. Some of these guys they fight injured and then they lose and then they go out. Oh, well, I was injured. Well, then you shouldn't have took the fight, you know. Yeah, trust me, it happened to me before, so I don't I don't want to go through that again. I want to I want to uh, I want to show up to the fight, uh, not 100% healthy because that's never happening in my career. But you know, those major injuries like that, I need to. I need to be careful with it because I already fought a stand-up fracture and uh, it wasn't fun. Now it would have been a, the fight. now it would have been a fight. It was supposed to, it was supposed to fight. It would have been on on a fight pass, and uh, you know, in a way, I think that you should be on pay per view or one of these bigger one of these bigger shows because I, uh, personally, I love fight pass. I like watching all fights, but I think everyone needs to see you. And plus, you're you're fighting a guy that was that was ranked way below you. So who do you want to fight now? Oh, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can get back to uh, from the injury in, uh, in, in the next few months, so like that. And I really want to try uh, uh, Madonna, um, a, 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 the Canadian guy. Yeah, Rory McDonald. Um, yeah, Rory. Uh, really, 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 I think that uh, it's a fight that I, that um, they, you know, can be. Can be very sad to watch because uh, I gotta put the pressure on that kid, you know. Um, 
not many, not many people putting the pressure on him. But uh, me, wealthy, going up there, putting the pressure on him. I, I will make, I will break, I will break, I will break that kid. I will break, I will break mentally, I will break him mentally and and physically. So you think? I mean, Rory looked great against your teammate against Woodley. He looked amazing. Uh, did did that bother you that he beat he 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 uh, beat Tyron? I mean, I know you and Tyron are like are like pretty close. Uh, did you see like any holes in in his game during that fight? Well, I mean, uh, you know, you obviously it's obviously match up well with the guys that you know they don't put in the pressure on him, and, uh, and I don't think that uh, Tyron uh, put uh, enough pressure uh, on uh, on him. And that was one of that that was uh, um, that that was causing the fight. Right. So, um, but besides that, you know, I mean, like uh, Tyrone is Tyrone. I'm uh, me and me. Yeah, we totally different fighters. So, right. I don't know. Like, now, I uh, so so you think you're gonna mentally break Roy McDonald? You're gonna put a beating on him. Do you think you think you would stop him in the, in the first round and knock him out, or you would just throw him around like you did Jake Shields, like a, a baby? Well, Jake Shields is a, is a you know believe it or not he's a dangerous fighter, so you don't want to go over there and make a mistake, and then you know yeah he make you look like a fool like he done to uh, so many good fighters. Um, but um, I mean to be honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared of a. Uh, of, uh, you know, if he really takes me down, or we go to the ground. I gotta get back to my feet again quick, and uh, you know, I believe my ground game is better than his. I believe my wrestling is better than his. So, which is like with Jake Shields, I, w- I was a little bit concerned over, uh, you know, ended up with the ground and uh, ended up, you know, having that guy on top of me because uh, he's really, really, really dangerous on top. Um, but um, I don't think that I would have that with uh, Rory. Now we uh, we recently had Ben Askren on the show, and he said that uh, it was his first day. What ever... did he say? Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, he said he said it was his first day sparring, and that uh, come on, and that he wait. said he would he, he said he would beat you in wrestling, and that he wait, would... wait, wait, hold on a second. Is he is he did he if he says I'll tell you one thing, Mike. If he says that he beat me in wrestling, he's a liar. Okay? He, uh, he said he beat you in wrestling. And he's, he's called, you know, for me, from now on, I got to call him Bang the Liar Asking. <laughs> because, I mean, come on, you know, I'm sick of these guys that go over there and do things that they talk about things that are not true. I'm always saying the truth about every single thing that I've been through. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's no reason why I have to lie. I don't know why this guy has to lie. Even this way, put it this way. And I have a lot of witnesses. I remember one day we, we were doing song appearances on another shows up there. And uh, he went and mucked around with me. He shot the double leg. Yeah. And I joke with him and I him. Joke with him and I is like, you know, technique. Yeah. I landed on top of him. After he shot, he shot at me the double leg. I joked to more and I him. This is kind of like uh, when somebody shoots the double leg, and uh, you kind of like you spit, you spilling the guy around, and then you land on top. Yeah. 
And I, and I told him, come on, man. It's all what you've got. And everyone was looking like, oh, my God. How come he did that to him? <laughs> well, according to him... Everyone, everyone, everyone was amazed. But I wasn't because I've done it to him in training. I've done it to him all the time. And the only time that we're training is aggressive. And submission attacking him so many times. So, because he knows, he's so scared to stand up with me. You know, he had no chance in there. But wrestling and jiu-jitsu, I'm better. And I proved it to him. Well, he's, Harry, he said he would. It. He said he would wrestle you for free in the art. I can't care less. <laughs> look, look. Right now, I can't because I'm injured, and that's not fair. You set it up. Let's make let's let's make some entertainment about it. Let's make the fans, you know, see how giving or not hooping. Well, he said in the Argon wrestling tournament, he would wrestle you for free and he would embarrass you. Oh yeah, the same way the same way the Funor embarrassing at the Olympics, right? <laughs> I mean that's what he said. I'm just telling I'm just relaying a message, man. I I I, I wasn't there. I don't know what you know what, what the situation is. So let me ask you a question. You're talking about a guy and, and, and not to know with you, because, you know, you kind of like the, you, you kind of like, uh, um, you leave? Yeah. I need, I need, I need, I need to use the phone. I, I'm going to interview. Uh, can you wait a minute? Yes. Okay, please, thanks. Can you, can you, can you put this in your, in your phone? I'm saying because, uh, my phone had no charger. Mm -hmm. I was back in business. Hold on. Thank you. Business. Yeah. So, um, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Look, you're talking about you're talking about, uh, and as I said before, you know it's not your fault. Yeah. Because you know you're one of the you one of the best you are one of the best in the game uh, of uh, interviewing people. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. But look, you're talking about a guy that. When have you seen a guy being the champion in, in the company that's not winning? He's the only one in history. He's the only one in history. Being the champion of the organization, and the organization kicked him out. That's true. Well, why? Because it's all boring. Uh, well, he had to go over there to Japan to get a job because nobody <laughs> wants to employ this guy. He's unemployed. He was unemployed because he's boring. And, uh, and then he has to leave the country being, you know, because it's being so boring. <laughs> And his own company, the company that he he was a champion, they didn't want him. Nobody wanted him. I'm, I'm just. So what does this guy talk about? What this guy? You want you want to get a name out of here, boy? I'm just saying. No, he he said because I I mentioned to him that you said that you beat him in wrestling. He said that was false. Oh he, yeah, all the time, all the time. He said he'll wrestle. And I say in his face. He knows it. He knows it. He's, I don't, I won't talk crap. He said he'll wrestle you for free in Argon. Uh, and oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's all right. Let's talk about the rankings. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna list the rankings. You tell me how you're gonna beat them, and uh, and like what round? Uh, Johnny Hendricks. I would love to stand up with him. So, I, lo I would love to stand up with him. So, so you think you would knock out Johnny Hendricks? Well, I only I said that I would knock him out, but I would say like you know I would love to stand up with him. You'd love to stand up with him. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. And then Roy McDonald, you think that you you you're gonna break Roy McDonald? Uh, Carlos Condit, who's yeah. ranked third. 
Why is he seeing Steve Adbad number third? Number third? Is he seeing number third? Yeah, he's still ranked number third. No, no, it's, it's, he's ranked number three. Ah, uh, how many times he lost, man? Uh, he's lost a couple times. On the road, like four, three times in a row. Uh, well, he lost to Nick Diaz. No, he beat Nick Diaz. I thought he lost that fight. He lost to GSP. Yeah, he lost a fight. And well, then, he lost a fight. And then he lost to Woodley. Uh, but he, they have him ranked number three. He lost to GSP. Yeah. He lost. He lost. Well, he lost. He lost. He lost to uh, Nick Diaz. He lost, uh, and then after he lost to GSP, and then before that he lost against Johnny Hendricks, and then uh. Who has he lost to? Uh, no, that I think that's it so far. But so, so that yeah, they have him ranked three for some reason. Uh, Woodley's your teammates. Mark about him. Uh, Matt Matt Brown. Ah, I want to knock that fool up. So I mean, how? So I mean, does it bother you that these guys are ranked ahead of you though? Uh, I mean, because it seems like the, I mean, your last couple fights, I you've mean, been, you know. Now I have an issue with I have an issue with uh, with, with with Matt Brown. I mean, the rest, I can't care less, but I have an issue with uh, Matt Brown. What's your issue with Matt Brown? He's not supposed to be there. <laughs> so, all right, let's yeah. say, so I, I know that Matt Brown is uh, is fighting uh, your teammate next, Robbie Lawler. How do you see that? Oh, since, uh, you know, the first time he's going to get, he does not. He's going to get knocked out. How fast? Quick. All right, so let's go over the fights this weekend. Uh, Chris Weidman versus Machida. Who do you have? Uh, uh, me. I would tell you one thing. I'm going to go for the underdog in the night, to be honest. Lyoto? Yeah. You think he stops Weidman? I would think so. In a five-round fight? I mean, Weidman's never been hurt. He's 11-0. Uh, he's... He's he's never lost. Leo's lost four times. I want to go for the underdog, man. I want to go for the little guy. I've always been the little guy, so I like the the little guy in this one. All right, Leoto. I mean, the thing about Leoto, he's just a tough guy because it's hard to train against the guy because the guy is so he he's so unorthodox. I gotta go. I gotta go with the little guy. All right, Ronda uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alexis Davis. Ah, uh, easy, easy, easy work for uh, Ronda. All right, one round, Ronda. All right, Stefan Struve versus Matt Mitrione. Uh, um, I might, I might go, I might go with, uh, I might go with Matt Mitrione. Yeah, I mean, Struve's been out for over a year. He lost his last, last fight. He got knocked out by Mark Hunt. Matt's on a Matt won his last fight. Uh, he lost to Brendan Shaw, but uh, I would say. I want Struve to win, but I would have to go Mitrione too. Ugh, which is tough to call. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you in that one. Uh, Uriah Hall versus Thiago Santos. Who, who is that guy? Uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, he's the guy uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. I know, I know, I know Uriah. Uriah. Uh, t- I, I don't know the other guy. Uh, Thiago Santos. Who is he? He's a guy from Brazil, Moretta. He's uh, nine and two, uh, one eighty-five. Uh, I gotta go with Uriah. I don't know the other guy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Uriah. All right, uh, Uriah Faber versus Bruce Leroy. Oh, I don't know, man. 
Really? Bruce Roy, Bruce Roy, Bruce Roy is my my teammate. Mate, I have to go with that Bruce Roy. You're, you're real. I, I mean, my but what if he wasn't your teammate? I still go with Bruce, Bruce Roy. All right. That's a that's a. I think you're the only one going for Bruce Leroy. It seems like your your eyes got to be. I know. Wet. All right, all right, all right. Oh, you know, I mean, I, hey, don't get upset at me. We live in America. <laughs> I'm not getting upset. All right, now, what now? What what are your thoughts on Chael Sonnen getting popped for HGH? <clears throat> I love Chael, man. I have nothing wrong to say about that guy. I have no respect for him, and I will tell one thing: the guy is a genius. Point in general, uh, he did the spoke, you know, at one point, to be honest. You know, um, he's a classic guy, he talks a lot of truth, even though he's funny, though. He talks a lot of truth about it. And he's not the only one who's been, you know, getting caught with it. Yeah, yeah I, I, just think, I, I just think he's really, everyone, I, I think he's really everyone, bad at cheating. Everyone is on his case right now because, you know, he talks he talks sometimes a lot, but you know, I mean, like he's being honest about you know, every single little thing that he took, yeah. and uh, you know, he does he makes some sense on some points because, you know, the, you know, they like, and uh, trust me, I was in the Olympic uh, in the Olympic team, and uh, if if you drink a coffee and it's 15 minutes before 15 minutes they they test you. You gotta get test positive for caffeine. So you know, I, I mean, yeah, you know, he's been using that stuff, but uh, it's not the only one. Eh? Do you think he should have lost his job as a reporter? Because I mean, it just—it it seems like, I mean, uh, human growth hormones is not gonna affect the way he talks and and comments on fights. At the same time, it's like you know. It's tough because the UFC kind of went to bat for him, and you can't have a guy who got who got caught trying to cheat. Uh, well, you know, I think that he made the right decision there because uh, you have to protect your image, you know, you know, as a company. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't think if anyone is, be- is better than Chell, you know, uh, I think Chell's on is, you know, by far the best, you know, doing that, commentating, fighting, stuff like that. But I mean, you know, you have to, you know, uh, protect the image. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right what you say about, you're right what you say about, you know, it won't, it won't affect him. It won't affect him, like, commentating, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But uh, at the same time, like, look, let's suppose, let's suppose, like, you, you walk on, you walk on the on TV, okay? You walk on TV and you beat up, you beat up a kid in the, in the street, you know? That have nothing to do with you know with with your work, but it has something to do with your image and the image that, of the company that employs you. So if you do um, been doing some wrong things out there, you know obviously it's not good for the for the company that you work for if you are uh, still employed by it. So I think that uh, UFC did the right thing on on, uh, on that because uh, that affects the image of uh, of the company. Hey. And they want to, you want to be clean as possible. Yeah, I mean, I could see it both ways. I mean, I, I could see it because number one, I, I understand it's protecting the image. At the same time, you look at guys like Jim Lampley, domestic violence. Uh, Marv Albert bit some girl. Uh, Ray Lewis was involved in some type of stabbing. He, you know, he, he got cleared, but still, he was somehow involved in it. Charles Barkley got a DUI. I mean, 
you know, Chael was attempting to, to cheat because he was off TRT. He needed and he, and he probably shouldn't, you know, it was one of those things where I understand it. And I, I, I understand that, you know, when you, when you have a job and I, you have to protect your image. At the same time, I like Chael. He's a friend of mine. So it's a, it's a tough situation. And I, I, under, I, I, I could see it both ways. I, I would be lying if I said that I couldn't see both ways. Um, right, right, and uh, and 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 going back, going back of uh, what you say about um, going back of what you saying about Charles. So, Vy, you know, it's 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 like uh, it's not like a serious offense, but. I'm not saying that you know uh, getting getting cool with a uh, Royce or stuff like that is 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 an offense either. But the sport is trying to clean up all that image of uh, of uh, you know of people using using steroids and stuff like that. So if you're gonna have a guy commentating on your show, you indirectly you supporting you supporting indirectly you supporting. Yeah, uh, that type of stuff. If you you know allow the guy to you know work for the company, yeah, that's all my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I do know what you mean. Well, Hector, man, it was, it was, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, by the way, I heard you have a a, a new girlfriend. No, no. Oh no, no new girlfriend. That? Oh, that's what I heard. That was that was the word. On the, that that was the word on the street. Oh. You know, never, never believe what what's going on around. Mike. Believe, believe what is, believe what, is, what what I tell you. Okay, all right. So you don't have a new girlfriend. All right, Hector, no. Hector, man, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I hope you get that Rory McDonald fight. I think you're gonna win. I know you're gonna win. Uh, love to have you on soon, man. And uh, you're the best. Okay, brother. You got, you know, thank you so much for uh, for the interview. Eh? And uh, speak to you soon. Take care, brother. Make sure they been asking, you know, make that fight happen, Mike. Uh, I probably gonna go ended up, you know, showing up at his gym and uh, beat him up a bit. Okay, okay, I will let him when know I that. Get better. Okay. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you. All right, that was Hector Lombard. Always a pleasure to talk to Hector Lombard, guys. Uh, thank you, Dr. Anna Maria, for coming on the show. Thank you, Hector Lombard. Thank you, Fox Sports. Uh, I, once again, I, I, I apologize for being late, uh, but uh, but but thank thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me on your show uh, on on my on my own show. Uh, now I'm going to be in Vegas this week. Uh, I'm headlining Bally's every night of the week starting tonight. I'm driving there right after the show, uh, and we are going to have a booth at the convention center. So we're going to be interviewing fighters there. Uh, hopefully we're going to get some hot chicks there, some, some ring girls, some, some fans will come over, say hi to us uh, at Fight Weekend, International Fight Weekend in Vegas. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you, DJ Shrope. Uh, thanks, T-Rex and Ellenberger, who aren't here today, but thank you anyway for being in my life. Uh, Adam Comedian, MMA Rose on Fox Sports. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>